Until today, no one at Charlottesville Community Engagement knew that October 19th is Hagfish Day. In fact, the only person who works on the program did not even know that there was something called a hagfish, though it makes sense that the structure of the English language would come up with that word. I don't recommend looking up what the actual creature looks like, and the quicker we can put this behind us, the faster we can get on with the show. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's program, there is a new interim fire chief as well as a permanent emergency management coordinator in Charlottesville. A committee is being formed to plan for the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the downtown mall, a brief financial update from the city of Charlottesville, and the Louisa County Planning Commission recommends rezoning for a hotel and apartment complex, but does not endorse a plan to increase the height to 80 feet. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, have you been thinking of converting your fossil fuel appliances and furnaces into something that will help the community reduce its greenhouse gas emissions? Your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, has launched a new program to guide you through the steps toward electrifying your home. Thermalize Virginia will help you understand electrification and connect you with vetted contractors to get the work done and help you find any rebates or discounts. Visit thermalizeva.org to learn more and to sign up. A veteran firefighter with over 30 years experience, but only five months in Charlottesville, has been named as the interim chief of the city's department. Michael L. Thomas has been the Deputy Chief of Community Risk Reduction since June of 2022, after retiring from the Lynchburg Fire Department. He will succeed Chief Hezadine Smith, who has left to become chief in Polk County, Florida. Here's a section from a press release with the announcement. Chief Thomas holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration and an Associate degree in Fire Science. He holds certifications as a Fire Inspector, Fire Investigator, Certified Law Enforcement Officer, Incident Safety Officer, and has attended the National Fire Academy and is currently enrolled in the International City County Management Association's Professional Development Academy. A search for a permanent chief will begin soon. Last week was Fire Prevention Week, and Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers marked the occasion at this week's City Council meeting. He urged everyone to have a fire escape plan and to have crucial monitoring equipment in place. Working smoke alarms cut the risk of dying in reported home fires in half. If you need new smoke or carbon monoxide detectors, please call CFD at 434-970-3481 and schedule an installation. Rogers also announced the hiring of the city's first emergency management coordinator. Jeremy Evans is a captain with the Charlottesville Fire Department. He will report to Rogers in his capacity as the city's public safety director. Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers also announced the opening of the public bathroom at York Place on November 1st, as first reported by Charlottesville Community Engagement last week. The facilities will be open seven days a week during uh, building hours, which generally are 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily. 
Rogers said the city is also seeking to reopen the downtown transit center by the end of the year. He also said a committee is being put together to oversee the 50th anniversary of the creation of the pedestrian mall on Main Street in 1976. Charlottesville City Council spent an hour and a half on Monday taking a look at the plans for the budget for the fiscal year that begins next July 1st. I'll have more about that conversation in a future edition of the podcast. But they also got a snapshot summary of the first quarter of the existing fiscal year at the beginning of their regular meeting from Chrissy Hamill, the city's budget and performance director. We are uh, looking to add a revenue um, surplus at the moment um, based on our performance in the first quarter. Um, if everything were to hold true with that, we are looking at roughly um, a $4 million revenue surplus for FY23. That's a very tentative number. A more secure number is the surplus for fiscal year 22, which will be formally known as an audit comes closer to being finished. The estimate at the moment about that is around $14 million. I think it's going to be a little bit more than, than, than we talked about earlier, but we'll just have to wait and see till we get the real numbers. More on how that money might be spent when I'm able to do that deep dive into the city budget work session. For now, take a look at the city's Budget Explorer, which now should contain data from July 1st to September 30th of this year. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, Camp Albemarle has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org slash donate. Plans to build a hotel and residential complex on the shores of Lake Anna in Louisa County are before that county's government and went before the nine-member planning commission on October 13th. Before we get into the details about what happened, you can also choose to read an account of this meeting as a thread on Tammy Purcell's Twitter account. Purcell runs Engage Louisa. Now, don't tell me how it ended because I'm still going through the audio of this meeting, in which senior planner Thomas Egland introduced the several requests before them from LA Resort LLC by laying out the land. Together, these two parcels make up 15.277 acres located near Spotsylvania, <coughs> Louisa County border, adjacent to the New Bridge Road, Route 208. The properties are zoned for commercial use, and a previous owner of one of the properties sought an increase to planned unit development in 2014 to build a 60-unit condominium. 
The Board of Supervisors denied that request in 2016, and the current owner obtained site plan approval for a project that allowed a restaurant, 25,000 square feet of storage buildings, and three hotels. Tonight, LA Resort LLC is requesting to start fresh. That means a new request for planned unit development, which Egeland details. To plan unit development PUD, to construct a 96-unit condominium building, a 130-room hotel, a restaurant with retail space, marina services, and accessory structures. There's also a conditional use permit request to allow for 80-foot residential buildings. The comprehensive plan calls for mixed use, and the property is within the Lake Anna growth area. Mike Grossman represented Lake Anna Resort, LLC. Every once in a while you find the perfect use for the perfect location, and I think this is exactly what we have in this particular situation. Grossman said the project would benefit Louisa County financially by providing new hotel rooms and dining opportunities. During the public hearing, several people disagreed and spoke out against the size of the development, such as one person across the street. Here's Bill Unruh. When we purchased that property, we recognized it was going to be residential across from us. That's what we expected to see. We did not expect to see an 80-foot, you know, Virginia Beach-style type condo set up there. Several other nearby property owners also opposed the rezoning, including one person who drove down from Leesburg. Here's Carolyn Lorenzen. I'm the first one to say I'd love a hotel on this lake. It would be great. I have lots of family and friends from out of town. It would be really great to have a place to put them up, but I think this is too much. Others were concerned that the residents would become hotel units by being rented out on a short-term basis. Others cited Lake Anna's recent bout of harmful algae blooms as monitored by the Virginia Department of Health. Here's Anna Clapp. I believe it's irresponsible for the county to add to the problem by allowing this dense, uh, high-density residential resort. Discharging up to 60,000 gallons of wastewater a day. I know it's treated, but uh, that's what they've said, that they might uh, discharge up to that amount. In his rebuttal, Grossman pointed out that the land has been zoned for commercial use since 1969. So I think it should be no surprise to anyone that this land is going to get developed. It is extremely valuable land. So a putt-putt golf or some sort of light-density Commercial development is, is, is just not going to happen. Many speakers had questioned the timing of the development and were concerned that the residential would be built before the commercial. That would mean less revenue from meals and lodging taxes, which tend to be paid by people who don't live in the community and thus don't use services. The chair of the planning commission, John Disaway of the Mineral District, wanted a guarantee. And I would be looking for something along the line that uh, we would withhold a certificate of occupancy for the residential until we have an approved site plan for the hotel and restaurant. Grossman said the project would need a hotel to proceed with financing, and the goal is to build all of it at once. However, other planning commissioners agreed with Disaway and said they wanted more certainty. Here's Commissioner George Goodwin of the Cuckoo District. If a lending institution won't take on the risk, if they don't have the commercial, then why should we? There is currently no hotel on the Louisa County side of Lake Anna. The commission had three votes. 
In the first, they recommended approval of the rezoning with two recommendations. One would be for the developer to post a performance bond, and the other would be to tie the certificate of occupancy to a site plan being submitted for the hotel and other commercial uses. That passed on a 4-2 to two vote. Next was a conditional use permit for the request to allow the residential buildings to be 80 feet tall. That stalemated on a 3-3 three to three vote. A third motion on a request to allow a different kind of building material did pass. The item will go before the Louisa County Board of Supervisors at a later date. You have reached the end of another episode. If I had my druthers, there would be a new episode of Charlottesville Community Engagement each and every day. Then again, if I had my druthers, I would be a lot further along in knowing what a druther actually is and why I would want multiples. I do know I would love to have multiple new paid subscriptions to Charlottesville Community Engagement through Substack in order to help that possibility come to life. Behind the scenes, I have a whole system in place just waiting to assign people stories and segments. But the business of Town Crier Productions needs a few more customers first. Actually, quite a few more customers. Paid subscribers get to take a first look at content, such as the September 22nd property transactions report that went out this morning. Everyone else will get a chance to see that on Monday on Information Charlottesville. If you do sign up through Substack, Ting will match your initial subscription. And even if you don't sign up for a paid subscription to this newsletter, Ting wants your custom too. And if you sign up through a link in the newsletter, you will get free installation, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and a second month for free. Just enter the promo code COMMUNITY. All of this talk of signups makes me want to also put a sign up for the Twitter account at Crier to get schedule updates and links to other news stories. Please spread the word of all of these newsletters and podcasts, and maybe things will turn out okay. Hagfish notwithstanding. Music in the podcast comes from Vraki, a lifelong musical experience that manifests in multiple melodic forms. Do check out the Bandcamp page and consider buying the album Regret Everything. Podcast listeners, thank you very much for being the people who listen to this thing. Please spread this out to more people. It's a great way to learn things quickly, I think. And, you know, I really thank you for listening and trying it out. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of the program. Time to get going. I got to go. Bye soon. Bye. Yeah.